So folks, if you want the gist of what she's saying, she's saying reflect, think, do I like these kids or do I want new kids next year? Or no kids. Or no kids. Rehome your children. (laughs) Welcome to Signal, the podcast that raises your frequency. I'm Maury Fontanez. And I'm Melissa Grushka. Bean, winter is coming. Oh, ominous. Want to chat about it? Yes, let's do it. Hello. Oh my God. This is a moment we're having right now. Why? Because it's our last ep of 2023. Yes. This is our last episode before (gasps) we go on holiday break. Wait. And this was the year we started together on top of that. So it's actually the end of our first year podcasting together. Wow. Happy Happy end of year one, Bean. Wow. Happy new year podcasting. That's really special. All right, so we're going to take a couple week hiatus after this episode. I need a nap. Right. But before we do, we want to talk about what taking a hiatus and a pause should look like in our lives. But anyway, that's not important. What's important is if you have a cringe or delight. So hit me. All right. I have a delight and it's quite lovely. Well, it's quite delightful for me. I don't know for the average Joe, but or (laughs) Jonah, Joanna. All right. Um, My son got his next belt in karate. That's the long and short of it. But the long of it is he um, has had a lot of gross motor delays growing up as since Mm -hmm. he was a teeny tiny baby and he's been in lots of PT and he's worked really hard and he's gotten so much stronger. Like Mm -hmm. there was a time when I was unsure he'd be able to walk. So watching him get his next belt in karate was like all, like all the feels. I don't mean like a little bit of the feels, like all the feels. I'm going to send you a picture actually after this from Please. the moment I actually presented him with the next belt. You and, did? Mhm. And I was That's really cute. It was. And I was full of emotion, like bloated with emotion. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. should you. write a poem called <laughs> Bloated with Emotion. Oh, that's really sweet. I'm so proud of him. Me too. Me too. Way to go, bud. Oh, I love that. That's very delightful. Try to top that one. I think that mine can top it. Oh. This week, my best friend, Melissa Bean Grushka, sent me confirmation of her flight to Santa Barbara. Oh my gosh, we're going to do a live pod. It's going to be a the live. most fun. We're going to have all the fun. We're going to eat all the candy and tickle. I'm so – and tickle. Okay, maybe not that far. Um, February, you're coming here to know. see me. This I'm is the so first time excited. you've been to my house since I have moved across the I country. I know, and I'm really excited What about are we going to do? You know what I told TJ? What? There is not enough days to like do all the things I keep imagining doing with you here. Like I'll go to a restaurant. I'll be like, oh my <gasps> God, Bean and I would have the best time here. I'll go to a lounge. I'll go for a walk somewhere. I'll be like, oh my God, Bean and I could have the best conversation here. Like I just that's don't think there's enough time. That's because we have fun ever. doing everything together. That's why. It's true. Yeah. True. Get yourself a bean. Merch coming soon. <laughs> all right. Well, okay. listen. Given that this is our last episode of the year and we are in the winter months, we wanted to send you guys off with some things to think about around pause because we think that we live in a society that does not necessarily honor pause. And in fact, pause is such an important part of our personal growth and development and well-being and this journey that we're all on to self-actualization. Pause is one of the most important tools. So we're going to talk about pause today. 
And the reason we're talking about pause is because the winter solstice is upon us, friends. It's coming. I believe it's the 21st of December. Yep. Um, it's I, I had written down some words that I like. It said, <laughs> winter solstice is the great stillness before the sun's strength builds. I thought that was really oh. beautiful and poignant. Isn't that really nice? And then yeah. another another little thing I pulled that I liked was it's time to make peace with the darkness. That this winter solstice is when yes. the nights are long and we're not seeing a lot of sun and you have to, you can either be angry and grumpy that we don't have the sun or you can just understand that it's there because nature put it there for us to take a goddamn beat. You know what I mean? Right. This country cannot mean. take a pause, including myself. I'm guilty as well. Yeah. You know, you said winter solstice. Winter solstice is actually a holiday in Persian culture, oh. and it is called Shabe Yalda, the night of Yalda. Say it again. Shabe means Shabe. night of. Uh-huh. Shabe. Shabe. Yalda. Y-A-L-D-A. Yalda. Thank you. Oh, um, I want to celebrate with you. Yeah, so we all we get together. It is the longest night of the year, and you're supposed to be with your family. And you come together, you eat pomegranate, oh, you love. light candles, you eat sweets, and the whole point is to like help you through the longest darkness of the year by mm. filling your night with sweetness and light. Mm. And sounds support. a little bit like Hanukkah. See. <laughs> We are closer in cultures than we would think. We really are. I love that celebration. I would love to have a celebration of the winter solstice. I was reading that a lot of people like to, well, spiritual people like to set intentions at each solstice and that in the winter, it's nice to do a fire um, intention setting ceremony. So I think I want to do it with my kids. You can like write your intention for the coming year. You reflect on your past year. You write your yeah. intention for the coming year and then you throw it in the fire, which I don't really know why we have to throw oh, in the fire, but I'm kind of into it, right? It's symbolic. Our producer, Anais, and I used to spend every New Year's Eve together doing that. Uh-uh. Yeah. Oh, that's super We would fun. write our little intention. We would put it in the fire. We'd sing a little song. I won't repeat it here. It wasn't why? appropriate. Oh. Don't. I'll tell you later. And then we would, um, yeah, I totally missed that time. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Okay. When you think about taking a pause in life yes. or you think about this idea of like not moving forward or being productive, what does it make you feel? What Like be honest. What do you feel? Well, first, when you say pause, my first reaction is like a a two hour break during the day, like not a significant amount of time to really reflect and be still and be with yourself. Um, And truthfully, it makes me uncomfortable because I'm like, how am I going to get everything done? If I just sit there and I reflect, like, how's the house going to get clean and the laundry and who's going to organize my basement that's been on my to do list for like 100 years you know, those are all times I keep thinking when it's cold and we can't go anywhere in the winter, I'm going to organize my whole house. And is it organized? No, it's not cold. It's not cold <laughs> enough yet. Wait for the solstice. <laughs> oh, got you. Wait, but let's just say all that stuff is done and there's nothing okay. to do. Okay. And there's nothing coming to do. There's just nothing. Like winter. It's just frozen land. Nothing is growing. Everything's happening under the surface. There's nothing for you to do. Does that still make you uncomfortable? My gut reaction is almost sadness, but then if I can sit with it for a little bit, 
it sounds peaceful. Why did you get sad at first? Because it's like nothing's growing. There's no growth. It's not a period of livelihood and color and rebirth. It's just like a moment of hibernation, right? Yes. Yes. And you know what? What? I think that that sadness is reflected to us in our culture because we are in a culture that demands productivity and that tells us that if you're not doing, you don't really have value. Like we're not human beings, we're human doings, a friend said recently. Wow. Write that down, guys. Wow. Write it down. Not mine. Um, But I think that when you said like you first got hit with sadness, it's not a surprise to me because I don't think that we believe that that pause is actually productive. And in fact, if you look at nature, winter isn't about everything being dead because there is a lot going on down underground in the surface. And it's about slowing things down so whatever that process is that's happening beneath the surface can happen in due time and organically and in a way that is strong, right? Like that when spring comes and those things sprout out of the surface, they have taken the time to develop organically into these strong organisms that can last through the next three seasons. And so I think the reason I was excited to do this episode is we do get sad when we think about pause because we want to see all of this like a- above action. the surface yeah. action and activity. And that to us feels like we matter, we're being valuable because we're productive. And then what we're doing is we're not honoring the internal process. And when we don't honor the internal process, all of that stuff gets ignored. And when that stuff gets ignored, it actually is harder to build a strong foundation in whatever we're trying to create as we go forward. I love that. I like really love that. Do you agree? Yeah. No, I totally agree. I'm just at a loss for how to make that actually happen in my life. Good. Let's talk about it. And also, I would like to say that this is not the case with every country. This is the case with the United States. I'll I'll Mm. hit you with some stats later. Say more. Yeah. No, tell me now. Okay, fine. Fine. I will. Don't don't challenge me. Um. It wasn't, it's not even just about the winter solstice, it's about taking breaks. And I was looking into other cultures that are like, uh, they value the the downtime much, much more than we do. And they value it, I think, to become more productive, in fact, that you need the rest to be, to re-energize. Um, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest, I'm not, I don't totally know what US's um, paid vacations are. Do you know what the going average? Abysmal. Abysmal? Two weeks. Okay, so let me let me hit you with some stats, man. France, 30 days of paid vacation. UK, 28 days. Austria, Denmark, and Finland, 25 days. All but one of the richest countries in the world guarantees paid vacation, except who? US of A? God damn it, you're right. So all of these wow. people, and we were talking actually when we were planning for this episode, we were talking about siestas and how yeah. so many cultures have that down. And even though it was meant to kind of beat the heat, for people working in the field, it, it's continued in a lot of ways. A lot of countries do it, especially warmer countries that are closer to the equator, like Greece and Mexico, Ecuador, Spain, Italy. Um, and they all observe these hours. And they, I would, I, don't, I would challenge anyone to say they're less productive than we are. 
I challenge no you. way that they're less productive. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I, this is the, this is, um, in Iran, I remember it like really striking me when I first went back when I was like 12, that during the weekdays, my family would go off to work in the morning and then they'd come home at one o'clock and they'd eat lunch, big lunch. They'd yeah. nap and love then they'd it. go back to work at four o'clock. I mean, and love it. I really thought then like, Wow, look at how they're able to like blend being a human being who needs space rest. to like rest into being also someone who has to have a job and a career and work. And, you know, people in Iran are highly successful, functional people as they are in these other countries. So I think that, yeah, it's interesting you bring that up because you're right. I think other cultures can stomach this kind of pause yeah. way more than we can. It shouldn't even be something that we have to stomach. I feel like it's like a, a, a human right should you want to take it. Yeah, but I think it goes hand in hand with this American dream concept, which is that, you know, here in this country, you're hustling and hustling and hustling to survive and then to thrive. And we have valued thriving I think, in the wrong category. Like thriving to us is so material. It's so about what does her house look like? What does his totally. car look like? What vacation did they take as a family? Did you see the pictures they posted from the Ritz? Like to us, when we see things like that, <laughs> why are you laughing? I was just great examples. I like your pretend I like to give, admiration. I like to give yeah. specific, specificity, okay? Wow. I just went through writing a book and my editor was like, yo, specifics. Oh, so really? now you're going to get All right. very specific examples. Okay. Anyway, but like we look at those things and we're like, you know what? That is that they're thriving. We have no interest in people's inner world. Like, how do we know they're thriving? How do you know that they are? You and I were just having a conversation on the phone yesterday. Do you remember what? this? Probably not. I mean, Dory. obviously not. <laughs> we'll just refresh my memes. You were saying, we were talking about relationships. Yes. And you were saying, what about um, couples that have it all figured out? Dot, dot, dot. Like I won't give – I won't go into it because we were having a private conversation about relationships. And I said to you, how do you know they have it all figured out? And you were like, oh, yeah, I guess it's just what they're presenting on the outside that makes me think that. Right. You remember you, none of this? No. You all – but I – I terrifying. It sounds a little silly because I'm the one who always tells other people like you have no idea what's going on behind closed doors. Like not a clue. It's always those right. people flaunting their love that are struggling the most usually. Sometimes I can give I can give a few exceptions. You being one of them. Thank you. I appreciate You're welcome. <laughs> um, right. So anyway, the point is we value all of this material accumulation of success and wealth in our culture, and we're not interested in the inner world. How much peace of mind exists? How much do you actually love yourself? How fulfilled do you feel in your life? What's your level of joy? Um, and because we don't value those things, then we don't value pause because we're constantly hustling to create that external wealth. I mean, I can think of a couple other cultures who are also attempting to uh, get towards a more lavish lifestyle. Do you still think, though, that they have more conversations because they're given more pause and breaks throughout the year to around their own internal happiness with one another? Like, is this happening in other countries? People are like, how are you feeling in your life? You know, I can't speak to it because obviously we're not well, then there. I'm leaving. Well, goodbye then. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. But I will say that like when I travel and I actually talk to people <laughs> who are from Spain, 
who are from Paris, who are um, from Iran. It feels like there's more connection between them and their community and like the richness of the quality of their lives. It feels like we're having more conversation about the quality of life. Like, you know, in Paris, people will sit there for hours at a cafe and over coffee and just talk to each other about, yes, politics and art, but also life and the quality of their life. In Spain, dinner lasts forever. Hours, that was my yeah. favorite thing in Barcelona. And you're just having, I think, more deep, rich, yeah. meaningful conversation, which makes you more self-reflective, yeah. I notice, when in my travels. And I think here, we're just moving at such a fast pace and trying to get from one thing to the other so quickly that we don't value that inner dimension and like taking the time to understand someone else's inner dimension and express our own inner dimension. Like there's not time for that depth of conversation, I think, in our culture sometimes. And I think ultimately it's about slowness of life. There's this Netflix docuseries TJ and I watched recently called The Blue Zones. And oh it's my this... God. Oh, sorry. Did you watch it? <laughs> I'm like in the middle of it. It is so fascinating. And it's basically yeah. the same shit. And half of it yeah. is community taking a pause, taking like being yes. mindful. Yeah. It's like the same formula. Yeah. Yeah. It's a wellness guy who's a doctor who travels to different regions where um, it is shown that people live longer. So he's interviewing people in these cultures in Greece. He goes to Japan. Um, he even goes to a couple of towns here in the U.S. But oh, I didn't see that in yet. these communities, you know, people are living to be 100, 110. Yeah. They're active in their 90s. And he gets really curious about what it is that allows these people to have such longevity. And one of the things he finds besides their diets and the way they eat is the way that these cultures value slowing down. Like, you know, there's a town in Sicily where yes. there's very little cars because they're walking everywhere and they're walking at a really slow pace from one place to another. Um, but they're walking, they're talking, they're connecting. They're also obviously moving their bodies. He talked about a town in Greece where the winemaking takes, you know, double as long, but then they sit and they savor the wine together at dinner, family dinners. And this level of just slowing down, really allowing for the human experience to match that of nature and the alignment that's going on between, you know, your body and what nature's doing in these organic cycles that aren't moving so fast and how that leads to longevity. So I think also that one of the things he found is that most of these places value community over individualism. And that, you know, it's it's true that in our culture here in the US, we are more individualistic. It's about your success. It's about what you need to do, who you need to beat out to then get ahead. And in some of these other cultures we're mentioning, it's about the community working together and coming together around a common goal, which adds to longevity, but I also think adds to this pause and this slowness because you're not just out here by yourself racing towards some goal. You're able to slow down and like see other people and connect to them and work together. Yeah. And maybe having community allows you to take a couple more things off your plate. Like here, even right. when we keep talking about this pause, I'm like, how on earth could I even think of doing that? Like, 
I have three kids who need to be in three different places after school every day. I have shopping and work and laundry. And like, how could I come home and take a two hour nap? I would feel like I'd be up till midnight every night if I did that. So it, it yeah. just doesn't even work. And I was also just thinking when you talked about um, following uh, the guides of nature and how much we do that in the other seasons you know, in summer, mm. a lot of us, that's when we take our longest vacations because it's the time for mm. enjoying the outside and being in the pool and all of that. And in spring, you see people are like awakened again, which is what spring is. It's a reawakening. Mm -hmm. And people, you can see it on people's faces when the weather starts to warm up again. We're all getting back out to walking and we're doing that. And then in the fall, we're starting to prepare to be indoors a little more. We're really honoring the season in lots of ways. And then winter comes and it kind of feels like, we're like, eh, whatever, let's just skip through this one. Everyone's like dreading winter because we're ignoring that there's an important message there. Well, and now I think is where we get to the juice of this episode, which Ooh. is why I actually think we have such a hard time with pause yes. and with winter. Why? I, I'm still not getting it. I'm saying it out loud and I'm still not getting it. Well, so think about what happens when you're busying yourself constantly when you are able to be outside because the days are longer, when it's warmer so you're able to be busy outside. Right. You are able to focus, take your focus outward, which is so much easier totally. than having the stillness, the <sighs> darkness, the coldness force your focus to go inward. That inward world that exists in there, that wild, wonderful ocean of emotion and feelings, fear, anxiety, desires, dreams, all these things that exist inside of this internal world scares the shit out of us. Totally. Because it can feel overwhelming and we busy ourselves so that we don't have to face that ocean and those waves. And when we do that, I think that was the point I was trying to make about when you look at nature there is still things happening under the surface totally. that winter is allowing attention to be focused on, resource to be driven to, right? We don't put our resource, which is our attention, the light of our attention inward and use this pause to say, what am I feeling about my life right now? I just spent all year creating X, Y, and Z outcome and goal. I live in this house with this partner, with these kids, with this job, hold on a minute. Am I fulfilled? Am I enjoying it? Do I feel like I'm living my purpose? Do I feel like I um, am excited about what's happening in the future? Am I building towards something that, that is aligned to my truth? That pause causes us to look at our lives, and yeah. I think we're really afraid of what we're going to see, which is maybe a lack of fulfillment. Maybe deep sadness, maybe grief, trauma, all of these things that live in there that are dying for our attention so that they can be healed and integrated and brought out into the light in the springtime. But we are afraid of looking. We're afraid of going into that ocean. And that ocean just goes on inside of us, you know, unattended to. And that's how I think we keep rushing through life, being misaligned to our truth and our purpose and our needs because we just don't want to look there. You are 
look like you, I just like gave you the greatest joint and you have taken You are like just hit. so goddamn poignant. It's like unbelievable. And you just sat there and it just came to you while we were sitting here. It just came to you. So folks, if you want the gist of what she's saying, she's saying reflect on whether <laughs> or not translate? whether or not you want to live with your kids at the end of the year. I'm pretty yeah, sure that's what I got out of that message. So reflect, think, do I like these kids or do I want new kids next year? No, but really. Or no kids. Or no kids. Dude, find yeah. a home for them. Rehome your children. <laughs> Even I was just thinking when you were talking about set, like thinking about your year, that's a great time. I mean, we have New Year's in the middle, smack dab in yeah. the middle of this cold winter. And we are supposed to use that time to reflect and like set intentions. I mean, that's kind of what a lot of people do around New Year's. But what happens? Your intention is like, I'm getting in shape and everyone hits the gym immediately. And like, we're right back to it. You know what I mean? Our intention... We set our intentions in like one day and then we jump all over and we like are back to be trying to be as productive as we can and not yes. following that pause and giving ourselves more than one day to reflect on the year and what is behind us and what we want ahead of us. I'm wow. You also it. just gave us such a teaser wow. for the first episode of 2024. Oh, great. Because I was thinking that this like learning to sit with yourself could be like a, a series for this because nobody, I don't know how to sit with myself. I feel like even though you have all the skills and the knowledge, you have trouble sitting with yourself. Absolutely. It is really hard it's to really sit hard. with yeah. those things. And you know what? My, um, Raya was on and Raya, um, has said this to me before, but she's like, you know, self-actualization and the process of like spiritual awakening, meaning that you are aware of a soul that is moving you towards something right. greater and our larger connectivity. You know, once you're awake to that, it's then like being in surgery while you're wide awake for the rest of your life. Oh. Meaning that every single thing that's moving inside you, that's happening, that you're reacting to is so alive for you and you can't go back to ignoring it anymore because right. now you're awake Ooh. to the process of your internal life. And when you're awake to your internal life, you have no choice but to then see it and address it. And that is uncomfortable. And I think that because it's so deeply uncomfortable, it's just easier to run around and fill ourselves with busyness. And that is why winter, I think, makes us sad. I think that that's why pause feels so uncomfortable in ourselves because then we have to look at our inner life and have honest dialogue with ourselves about, I think, the most important thing. Hey, my soul has a desire. Where am I on that desire? Have I even looked at that desire? Do I even know what my needs are anymore? And are they being met? And if not, what do I need to do to get them met? It's terrifying. Can you give me the Morty Fontana's instruction booklet on how not even the whole thing. How about just like one to three actionable items that people can use to attempt to pause? Because like, I, what do you do? Just sit there? I mean, meditate, great. But you know how we all know from our meditation episode that it's not that easy to just sit down and meditate all the time. Um, yeah, I think it's more simple than that. I okay, think great. it's about noticing that the pause, this, I mean, so for example, I coach people who are going through career transition, right? Um, you know, they will have just wrapped a show or a movie and now it's like, okay, what's next? Or they're a CEO who launched, they're a founder, they launched a brand, they sold the brand, 
right? There's like, they come to these moments of like, whoa, now what? Yeah. And I tell them that that moment after the big event where it gets quiet, the biggest thing you can do, and this also applies to being just an everyday person dealing with pause in your life because winter's here, right? Right. But that moment where you notice, uh uh-oh, it's really still, there's not a lot of activity here, noticing the discomfort there and choosing not to follow the discomfort down a path of distraction or the next activity. Like being very accountable about the choice that you're making right then and there. Uh Uh-oh, it got still. I'm uncomfortable. Got it. I notice I'm uncomfortable. I am going to, on purpose, remain uncomfortable. I'm going to remain in the stillness, as in I'm not going to busy myself with something else. Just that act alone allows you to go into the mystery of that pause and figure out what does this pause want to tell me? Because you're not distracting yourself. How long... I mean, obviously, it's not a set amount of time. You're like, sit with it for three weeks and two days and seven seconds. Perfect. No, but really, how do you know when you're done? I mean, what if you're just feeling consistent discomfort and you, I mean, what, you just sit there for three weeks, four weeks and not do anything? This is where we have to trust our inner wisdom. Right. You know when you're done, when you know that you're done. And when you know, it just is in yourselves. You know it. We are trying, that question itself, I love because it is a product of the culture we live in. Cool. So I'm going to be in this pause process so that it can be productive. When will the productive be done? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, right. literally. That question itself is in, is the nature of this culture yeah. of pause is not valued rather than, no, I trust this inner life. I trust this inner world. And whatever it needs to work through, when it works through it, I will know. And from that place of knowing, the seed can sprout. And I can grow something new and I can go chase that new thing that's totally aligned to the need and the desire that's within me because I allowed those things time and space to work themselves out, to to really come to the light and speak to me about where they've been ignored and what I'm doing in my life that's causing my needs and my desires to stay hidden in a corner while I serve everybody else or I serve this vision of success that we've developed in our capitalistic culture that's leaving my need and desire closet full with the, you know, trapped behind a door. And that turns into something else that turns into total misalignment with our truth. That's how we lose ourselves. Right. Because we don't want to open that door and look in that closet. So I will say it's about trusting that your inner wisdom will know when it is ready to know. And then you will take action from that place. Okay. So that's one is okay. being with the discomfort and seeing it, which I think is fundamental in a lot in your, um, in how you approach a lot of your coaching anyway, is being, you know, noticing even the bad and ugly parts and, and being with yeah. them and allowing them space. So that's yeah. one, give me a second one or else. A second thing to do is to build a little ritual, a little program, a little dialogue for yourself. How can you take this time of pause to ritualize or build a habit out of going inward? Are you going to spend five minutes a day writing, free writing, journaling? Um, Can you go take a walk for 15 minutes, even if it's cold outside? 
Are you going to try meditation? Do you want to pick up a new hobby? Do yes. you want to go learn how to knit? I no. do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I do. Raina and I tried to go to a knitting class, by the way, and it was Aww. hilarious. She got it in like 20 minutes and I was still like fumbling with the, it was, she was really? looking at me like, wow, mom. Yeah. Um, but like, is there a new hobby that's in there that wants to, you know, come out and do you want to cultivate a relationship with a friend? Do you want to pick up the phone and just have a long conversation with somebody that you haven't had the chance or the time to do? And winter is such a good time for that. Yeah. Have you been ignoring your pet? Your pet? Yeah. Have you been like ignoring the fact that they want to play or spend time with you? Can you spend a couple hours just engaging and connecting to this creature that loves you so much? Like think about something you can promise yourself you're going to do that's about creating space for your inner world, your needs, your desires, your wants, maybe the sadness, the grief, the joy to just be expressed for you, not for someone else. So you, you. you promote this a lot throughout the year in your teachings, um, this, this idea. Do you think that winter brings a particularly different opportunity for this? I feel for me personally, winter is a time where I get most excited about writing and I end up journaling more. I end up, you know, I wrote most of my book during the winter or the book outline, like most of what it turned out to be was written in Tahoe when we were sitting in the snow, like, and we couldn't go outside in December. Um, so yeah, I think that <laughs> what I'm advocating for is in this winter time when there is stillness, what is a way that you can get creative with your inner life and use creativity to get in touch with that inner life? I don't care if you're sculpting or painting or writing or jogging, it doesn't matter. But like, what I'm saying is use this time as a way to say, hey, all of you that have been trapped in the closet, I'm going to find a way to bring you out. I'm going to do something creative or fun that's about you. It's about all of you that have been hiding underneath there that haven't had the space. I think I also just came up with an answer myself. <laughs> While you Tell were us. answering my question, I answered my question. Um, <clears throat> I think during all the other seasons, even though you encourage this self-exploration all the time. There is so much external stimuli and it is really hard to do that. It's, it's makes it yeah. so much more challenging to get in touch with yourself when you are just, like you said, you're outside, there's more daylight, you're outside, you're doing, you're moving, you're going. And winter truly does give us an opportunity that we completely ignore. It's like giving yeah. you this moment in time where it's like, okay, quiet down. Now here is the time for you to reflect but we just can't because we've been moving, moving throughout all of these other seasons. But yeah, truly nature right. is offering us this beautiful gift of like, sit down, take a minute, take a pause. Thank you. Cultivate, nature. cultivate, cultivate those seeds inside yeah. below the surface yes. so that when they grow, they grow in total alignment <laughs> to your truth, your desires, your needs. Yeah. Otherwise you're just like, recklessly throwing seeds out onto the ground and hoping something sprouts. And then you end up in a life where you look back after 10, 15 years and you're like, wait a minute, I hate this career. 
I hate Hold this on a garden. second. I'm not happy in this yeah. marriage. Wait a minute. I never wanted to start this project and now it's right. the thing I'm famous for. You know what I mean? Like people fall into stuff all the time because they don't value that sacred pause mm. of cultivating the inner seeds. Great. I love this. Great. I love this. I'm going to go put my scarf on. I'm going to put a little hat on, drink some hot chalk, sit outside oh, by a fire. Beautiful. Yeah. And I'm just going to sit and be, you know what I mean? Without yeah, thinking about how much I have to clean up after the fire is out. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You can clean. Let me just tell that anxious oh. part of your brain. You're allowed to clean oh, during okay. the winter. Okay, it's, great. All, it's all good. No, yeah, I don't some... have to like let it pile up. No. And this is, I mean, I'm glad you said that. And I know you're joking, but like we are such a, a binary people where it's yeah. like, okay, Maury just told me to pause. So now everything means that. Yep. That's not what I'm saying. You can obviously balance your life. I'm just saying don't resist the pause. Just that's, I think, the – yeah, that's the takeaway. I know we want to do Melissa's takeaway, but I'm going to do my takeaway before you do yours. Oh, I love that. My takeaway is this is about calling your attention to whether you resist the pause and you resist the stillness. And if you're resisting it, this is an invitation to actually just fall into it and in falling into it invite your inner world, your inner life to speak to you. I actually love that we're kind of wrapping up with that point where you're saying it's not binary because I struggle with that in almost every episode being extremely binary and not allowing right. space for two things to exist. Like I can still get some of my stuff done. I just have to not ignore the fact that there is, this is a good time for me to look inward while I'm yeah, getting other absolutely. things done. Yep. So, I wanted to end yeah, please this episode with a quote that I like. Love. Okay. The quote is, nature does not hurry, yet everything is accomplished. Lao Tzu. I love that. And that was actually my greatest takeaway from this, unless we wanted to just end it right after your quote. No, please. Um, I mean, you can top Lao Tzu, then do it. I I mean, everyone knows I'm better than Lao Tzu. Uh, I, I was, my biggest takeaway actually from this episode was really, even though we discussed it in the outline, just how beautiful nature is and how little attention we often give it. And that this is truly like, um, it's almost like a timeline that nature is giving you like a, like an outline for how to do life. Right. Mm, and we just ignore totally. it all. We're like, no, nah, I know better than you and nature and earth. And it's a bunch of pagans. So true. Here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think You're it's right. really beautiful that we can, that we have like this natural guide fo to follow. Yeah. I love that. Nature is the blueprint. Yeah. Yeah. And my favorite quote, even though I said it before, was it's time to make peace with the darkness. And I think that's, you know, external, internal. Yes. Welcome winter. Yeah. Winter is coming and that's okay. And we're good with it. Well, Bean, this has been an awesome year of making oh, this show with you. I'm really excited year. for, we have some exciting episodes planned already for 2024 totally. and some exciting guests that are going to join and a live episode that we're going to do together when you're here. So I'm just really excited for the Me future too. and I'm going to take this pause to just reflect on like what you and I accomplished with this show in the last oh. year and have gratitude. I have so much gratitude. So thank you. Happy holidays, everyone. Enjoy the break. Enjoy we'll the see you in 2024. Bye. Bye. This has been another episode of Signal, the podcast that raises your frequency. This podcast is co-hosted by me, Maury Fontanez, and Melissa Gushka. 
Special thanks to my production team, Anushri Fekadeh, Arman Kassam, and Anais Islami. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. See you then.